Jordan's gonna be so uh, he's gonna be so sad he's not here. Hello, welcome to Hattrick. I'm Braden Dallar-Coltman. I'm joined by the incomparable Elliot Tanti and my brother Tim Dallar-Coltman. Hello. For those of you going, <laughs> did he just say Tim Dallar-Coltman? I did. I did. Jordan is not with us this week. He is. Um, he's on the IR, if you will. I don't know. Uh, he never really told us, did he, Elliot, why he's not going to be here? Um, but it's his privacy, and uh, whatever it is, if it's an upper body, lower body injury, uh, <laughs> he can. Uh, We'll let, we'll let, uh, I'm predicting it's uh weekend jail weekend jail. It's mother's day weekend. Uh, we just, we just thought what better way, uh, to, to sub Jordan <laughs> than with Tim. There was, there was, <laughs> there was no other option really. No. Um, we couldn't do the show without two dollar Coltman's and here we are. <laughs> uh, Elliot was going to probably feel a little bit, uh, he'd be feeling unbalanced. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'd probably end up changing my name legally. Yeah, that 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 is in the works. That is a good idea. Um, Tim, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. You know, I know so much about sports. It's it's really embarrassing. I haven't been on more times. Well, for those so of you long. who don't know, Tim Tim doesn't watch a lot of sports, but what <laughs> he is a huge fan of is basketball. Um, and we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Raptors today. Uh, because Jordan's on here, I can finally take hold of uh, speaking about basketball. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Rangers fiasco, and uh, we're going to we're going to do a hats off as well. So uh, here we go. All right, topic one. Um, the Toronto Raptors are sitting outside of the playoffs this season for the first time in, I think, seven, eight years, maybe. They've been at the top of the Atlantic Division for the last, uh, for the last decade, if you will. Uh, they are sitting outside of it. They had uh, Kawhi left. Um, they had Kyle Lowry on the brink of a trade this season. And things are not looking great. Uh Tim, what do, you, what do you think's happening to the Raptors this year? Well, I think a few things have happened um, that 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 I've been aware of. Uh, firstly, I think not having um, not having your own city to be in, not not having the same Canadian pride that goes into every basketball game, uh, and being so far away. And I think that we definitely saw last season how that affected Pascal and his and his trajectory. And and uh, so I think we're in a bit of a rebuild and, and I, I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic. I'm very excited because I know that we have an amazing ball club and our defense is one of the best in the league. So I'm not, I'm not concerned. There's a few players specifically um, that uh, I'm very excited about um, Boucher and uh, Gary Trent jr. As well. So there's, there's some really bright young, young talent. That's, that's, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I think this team's in a really good position moving forward. It's unfortunate that they're, you know, like, so, so here's the question. They're sitting outside the playoffs. Do you do you want them to win? Do you want them to make the play-in tournament, which is another uh, conversation in itself? Or do you want them to start, quote-unquote, tanking to aim for to aim for a higher pick? I don't think, no, I, I think it's a, it's a fine battle. Balance. I don't think we should ever go out to tank. We're we're too good to to do that, um, and we and we need the the energy moving forward. But I think even tonight, 
Um, you can see Fred Van Vliet and Lowry. Fred, I guess Fred's out for a hip, but there's a lot of resting going on. We're holding it. Um, we're holding some of these star players, I think, is is with that in mind. But I don't think uh, the, the gameplay would be to, to do it explicitly to go out and tank or, or anything. Which they already have been fined for this year yeah. for resting healthy players. Elliot, what, what's your take on this? Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a massive follower of the Raptors, but but I do keep eyes on things. I you know they're the Canadian basketball team, and I feel some inclination to want to support them because one, they're good and they have been good recently. Um, and it's yes, it's actually if they miss the playoffs this year, it'll be the first time in eight years, Braden, that wow. they um, that, that they don't do it. I guess my thing is like, uh, you know, I don't get the sense that Toronto's going through a rebuild necessarily, but certainly a retool. And if there's one year to maybe draft a little bit higher and rest some guys, not make the playoffs. This is the year to do it. It's the year when you're not playing in front of your fans. It's where uh, the season is obviously very different because of COVID and the implications of that. Um, You know, you're seeing teams do this in a bunch of different leagues, you know, not necessarily taking this year off, but maybe taking a step back, not pushing as hard as, as they might in other uh, opportunities to push for that last playoff spot. I mean, they're four games back with five games to play. There's no way they're making the playoffs. Yeah, and so now now we're looking at the future, and I think like you know if if there's a year to do it, I would say this is the year, and I don't think it's necessarily a rebuild. I think they've done a good job of balancing the old with the new, Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to see sort of what comes next year. Are they going to be Eastern Conference champions? No, absolutely not. We don't not it would be unreasonable to expect that next year. But fighting for a playoff spot in that sort of like five to eight range, I think that's a reasonable expectation for Raptors fans next year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. as a fan, like, I, I mean, I don't want to see them lose games at, at, at any point. I still watch every game, but I, I do. Yeah. I agree with you, Elliot. I think that uh, you, you know, the team is already, they already know Kyle's not coming back. They signed Fred Van Vliet for four years that yeah. that's giving him the keys. And, and if Kyle's here for this year, that's what he is runs out his contract. They, you know, that's the, showing the guy some respect as well, that he gets to make the decision right. on where he wants to go, move his family, all those things. So it, it's, it is hard though, you know, but, but I think here, here's the thing. I'm a seasoned veteran at cheering for a losing team. Hmm. So right. I am used to cheering. <laughs> for the team going in the opposite direction. It's not what you want. And it's exciting to see, you know, uh, your team succeed. And fortunately with We The North, we did. We got to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I am very optimistic though. I, I really am because there's a lot of decisions that it seems uh, that are being made when it comes to uh, the homegrown talent and and they know that that's where they get their drive is is fighting for the country. You know, many players who have played for this this team have, have talked about that as as being a motivating factor because I'm sure there's many many reasons why crossing the border is not uh, a likely pick for a star player or whatever. But but to, to have some of these breakout um, young guys coming from Montreal and you know repping their squad or even Gary Trent Jr. You no, know, like again, like someone who has you know, a, a serendipitous uh, moment with his father who, who got traded in the same way, went to the same team. So he wants to be there and he's now in a leadership role he's starting lineup tonight, you know, and, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of really, really good things to be optimistic about this team. 
Yeah. Can I just finish this as one thing? I think it's so important for the Raptors to be good because when, when the Raptors, it, it's so good for Canadian basketball and Canadian basketball talent and de- development in this country when the Raptors are a relevant team. And so I, and I think that's really important. Basketball is a really important sport to a lot of people. It's <laughs> insanely accessible, um, which is one of the things I love about it. Um, and, and, you know, and, and a healthy thing to do. Sport is just a healthy thing for kids to get engaged with. So if the Raptors are good, more kids are interested in basketball. I think that's an awesome thing. And, and I, it's one of the reasons why I think it's, it's so important to cheer for the Raptors and the Raptors. We want them to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not only uh, have their team win, but also it's important to talk about basketball, especially in this country, mm-hmm. like you said. So uh, thank you both for talking about uh, basketball. I hope Jordan will, uh, f- you know, try his best to add that to the program. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, it's such a hometown team. Absolutely. All right. That was topic one. Spring in full bloom, it's gardening season. For 18 years, Zocalo has been providing Edmonton with plants, gifts, and flowers. This local flower boutique is located right in the heart of Edmonton's Little Italy. With a wide array of flowers, plants, and gift options, they provide delivery and curbside pickup. Check out Zocalo online at zocalo.ca or call them at 780-428-428. 0754. All right, topic two this week, we're going to be talking about the Rangers fiasco. What that means exactly is that on uh, May 3rd, there was a game between the Washington Capitals, the New York Rangers. Um, the Washington Capitals winger Tom Wilson sucker punched above uh, Pavel Busnevich. Um, in moments, all hell breaks loose. Ryan Storm pries Wilson off. Wilson grabs Panarin, ch- chucks him to the ground. Um, you know, this is this is an obvious uh, five in a game for uh, f- you know for the for the that as a penalty. Uh, the next day, Wilson is not um, not suspended, but he is fined. Uh, and the following game, we have three fights break out in the first uh, half a millisecond of the game. Um, Elliot, is it you know? We, we see fighting. I mean, I've seen a lot more this year than, than, you know, maybe in a couple of years past, I have seen quite a few fights in the games uh, this year. Like what, what happens though? Was this, was this an error, error on the uh, NHL side and George Paris is the health and safety guy, or was this just something to do with the culture uh, of fighting and sport that we still haven't figured out? Oh, well, it can be, can it be both? I mean, like, <clears throat> let's just like clarify some things here. The game after the, the incident occurred uh, was a complete and utter shit show. There were six fights in the first period, three fights to start off the game. I mean, uh, you know, there was, there was an era in time in hockey where that was really interesting, but I think we'd all made the decision. I mean, at least I thought we'd all made the decision that hockey was about fast plays and the fastest game on ice and, 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 and superstar players and people doing amazing things with, at, at lightning fast speed, not, you know, six men dropping their gloves at the center of the ice and trying to knock each other out. Uh, I mean, uh, here's the thing, like uh, Tom Wilson is a dirty player. I mean, I think Tom Wilson would describe himself as a dirty player. It's part of his MO and it's part of the way in which he plays the game. And there's room for that type of behavior in, in hockey. It's a rough and tumble game. He went too far. And the NHL didn't go far enough in their response. Part of the issue here is they can't find anyone more than $5,000. That's the maximum allowed around the, uh, uh, under the CBA. But I also think 
that the NHL got this wrong because as you described, there were sort of two separate incidents that occurred on the play. And I, and I don't know that the NHL is very good with dealing with things that are, that are weird or different. There's the initial sucker punch to the head of the player uh, who's down on the ice, by the way, very dangerous play. And then, you know, what you missed in your description around his taking down of Panarin is he did it by, by Panarin's hair, uh, another dangerous play, dragging a guy who's obviously yeah, a helmet, doesn't right. have a helmet on. Uh, to the ice again dangerous play head ice just never a good situation to begin with and there seemed to be some sort of like George Peros in the NHL just couldn't seem to kind of figure out like they couldn't combine the two situations and so they ended up just giving one fine I don't know I think if you ask George Peros in the NHL after it, it after the backlash and response what happened in the in the uh, the coming days they would say they got it wrong they should have suspended tom wilson yeah. if yeah. for nothing else that like tom wilson wasn't in the game to produce this like the fireworks and, and the bullshit that's going on there that's contextual that that's the kind of the context stuff that i think is is ridiculous but but i want to go back to my first point like this this is not what the nhl should be pursuing this is not what's going to get this is not what's going to encourage you know, 30 something moms who primarily make these types of decisions to enroll their kids, their kids in hockey. Uh, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't make it seem like it's a very safe place uh, and, 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 and a very welcoming place. And, and I just think that the NHL and hockey just needs to be done with this. I do understand the need for retribution and sticking up for your teammates. And, you know, some of that is okay. To some extent, we see that in all sports and in a bunch of different ways, but six fights to make a point in the first period it's buffoonery. And I just, I, I think it, I think it undermines the quality and, and the value of the game. Uh, and, and it makes it inaccessible to anyone who doesn't, hasn't been watching for 20 years and quote unquote understands the code. Well, and, and knowing the code too, because I have been a proponent of, of physicality in sport, you know, it, uh, but the, the, the fact that they couldn't see far enough ahead that there was going to be another game between these two teams to, you know, we see it in baseball. We see it in all types of sports when, when, uh, when that kind of, uh, the, what's the analogy, the, the tea kettle boils over whatever, like to be able to know that that's coming and not have that part of this, the, the solution, uh, I think is a problem. Tim, you've always been you know, uh, you've always had a strong opinion on, on fighting in sport. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, and to be clear, not not sport in general, um, but but hockey specifically. And I mean, Elliot, you, you're taking the words right out of my mouth and you're speaking so eloquently on this subject. So, um, I mean, my hat's off to you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would just echo that point that, that this this sport, it, it feels like it gets in the way. It's we don't we don't need to we don't need to entertain that um that that time of 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 the sport get back to the get back to the the score and the goals you know yeah well and we've talked about how the nhl needs a culture shift and th this is a big part of it you know and they've, oh, it seems like they've you know tried to uh lessen how much we see it but it, it, it does feel like it needs to just be completely eradicated well, it kind of speaks to this is the challenge that we and we've had this conversation repeatedly. And I think back to even our Jake Furtanen question last uh, or conversation last week. It's the NHL really does not do well with curveballs. And there's a joke there about hockey and baseball. But, you know, like, honestly, you know, the situation uh, determined uh, required something different. This is the first time that you've had teams playing this number of games back to back to back. You see things get hot and things blood boil over. It's it's probably Britain. There probably are more fights this year. I believe that's that. I don't know it, but I imagine that it is. Some of that has to do that you're playing like 
a team three times in four nights and yeah, nine yeah. times across the season. You know, that's an impact to it. But the NHL's inability to sort of react to that kind of different thing, it's 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 a conservative league. I, I don't mean big C, but small C conservative league and their inability to sort of deal with things that just are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Ron, Ron Wilson or Tom Wilson can do two inappropriate acts, neither of which would constitute a suspension, but together might actually constitute a suspension. Maybe we think about it that way. Maybe we think about the fact that this is the third time that these teams have played in four days. Maybe we should suspend the guy so they don't have the, the fourth game. It's just they're, in, they're, they're immobile and it's frustrating. Right. Which leads to a lot of the other part of this, which is, you know, and then the, the Rangers have an opinion on how this was handled, you know, GM gets fired the next, all, all sorts of things. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a history that the Rangers have had this year that has led up to these, you know, this is the, this was the penultimate to the next decision. Um, but I do, you know, I agree with you guys. Uh, the, I think fighting is a, is a, is a thing that they still need to figure out when it comes to how they see the culture of this game moving forward. I mean, I just think it needs to come uh, from 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 the head office in a way. It it has to it has to be a uh, I think a, a removable you know rule or or something that that is like we don't tolerate it in basketball. We don't tolerate it in football. We don't tolerate it in soccer or or rugby. I don't even I don't even think that 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 level of uh, you know and the fact that most of the time it's a it's a penalty box or something and you're back in the game it 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 it, blows, it kind of blows my mind that that that's still there there's no there's no uh point you know but there's not like it's not like people are getting points for for knocking people out it has nothing to do with the sport and i think it feels like this thing that's just been passed on from uh from our history and it feels like just cut it down just make yeah. a decision yeah the people in fantasy would argue that you that you get a lot of points if you've got uh, penalty minutes but uh no but fantasy is a whole other story hey elliot yeah let's make rules of, uh, in sports based on fantasy that's really gonna we're gonna we're gonna ban the running back in the nfl it'll happen with this x xfl cfl uh conversion all right we'll leave it there Are you feeling hungry? Busy Bee Vegan is a plant-based meal prep service offering pre-made, delicious, and healthy plant-based meals to the greater Toronto area. Whether you're curious about plant-based vegan eating, looking to improve your overall health and wellness, or simply too busy to cook, Busy Bee is for you. Their plans are focused on eating clean without sacrificing taste and contributing to a healthy planet. They have made it super simple. Choose and order your meals from the multiple plans they offer, and they will deliver your meals in environmentally friendly compostable containers right to your door. You can find them on Instagram at Busy Bee Vegan Meals or on Facebook at Busy Bee Vegan. Go check out a small local business in Toronto and save the hassle of COVID grocery shopping and cooking. Let the Busy Bees feed you buzz-worthy meals. Okay, topic three this week uh, is a hats off. I was told that Jordan kind of apologizes every time we do a hats off because it, it, I guess he might feel like we, you know, we don't have another topic to talk about. But I think this is a this is a great segment. We get to talk about, uh, we get to celebrate. I think that's really important. That's why people uh, watch sport. They get to celebrate their team, uh, especially in success and winning. Um, and uh, so we're going to do hats off. Uh, Elliot, you want to give it a kick things off? Yeah, I got two hats to two hats off this week. Uh, 
uh, first is, is hats out off to my mom. Uh, so well, lots of us will be celebrating our mothers this weekend. And I really want to celebrate my mom, Liz Tanti, who's been um, a really important person in my life uh, beyond, you know, raising me and making sure I didn't die. Uh, also uh, a real role model, uh, one of the most caring and compassionate people um, that, that I know. And so I love you, mom, and happy Mother's Day. Uh, and then a second, a second shout out to my, uh, my 89-year-old grandmother, uh, who's a mother of five, a grandmother of a lot, and a great-grandmother of like seven. So she's, she's, she's uh, the matriarch of our family, and, uh, and, and uh, we all love her very much. And, and again, she's really powered the family for a long time um, through care, love, compassion, and an outstanding sense of humor. And that's something that her and I share regularly with each other. And so uh, happy Mother's Day to my grandmother, Beth Olson, and, and, uh, and my mom, Liz Tanti. All right, uh, Tim. Well, I'm gonna. We're almost out of time. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, just quick... kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hat uh, take my hat off to my mother, um, and both my grandmothers, uh, Pat Bewley, my grandmother, and uh, Audrey Dowler, my grandmother, and uh, my own mother, Tammy Dowler Coltman, who um, was also a basketball coach, and. Uh, knows as much about sports as I do. She was a basketball coach in so much as she taught phys ed through mime. There was no ball. That's right. <laughs> and no fights either, probably. None. Just slapstick uh, comedy. <clears throat> she's a special, special person. Very special people. Um, all right, my hat is off to, uh, to another mother, to Larice Campbell. Um, sister-in-law who has a, a wonderful son Lowen and uh, I mean we've almost named all the mothers out there um, but to all of the other mothers have a wonderful mother's day and uh, thanks for being here Elliot thank you Tim for serving as Jordan today thanks for having me boys and that was Hatrick that's Hatrick that's Hatrick <laughs> it's always a race you always got to say it before the other I can never catch him that's a trick. That's a good. <laughs> That's a trick. Hatrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coltman and Braden Dyler Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. One of the biggest arguments Jordan and I had when we lived together was like we had a massive fight about a fight in hockey and like it was like the biggest tiff I think we ever had. Uh-huh. <laughs>